And welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your boy, man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Yes, you can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, I am also a distribution from Buzzsprout. I'm connected with Buzzsprout because, because I need someone to distribute my stuff out there, as much my podcast as much as possible. Now, for new listeners, for new listeners, I'm doing this for myself and other men with, who are born with a disability. This is why I really am doing this. I'm doing this because my voice doesn't get heard. And a lot of people will, you know, if you don't look like Elvis Presley or if you don't look like Brad Pitt or Julio Iglesias, people are not going to listen to you. They're just not. And I think, and 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 I think that's something important that when people, when men with disability or or men who 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 are born with disability, they're put in the back in the backfire, and no one really hears them out, and no one wants to talk to them, and no one wants to listen to them. So this is why I'm doing this. Now this is a a great day. The Detroit Lions won. The Red Wings are winning, and uh, you know my team, Michigan, has won the Big Ten championship. Now I'm going to talk about a lot more of the of the Michigan game and a lot more of the Detroit Lions, a lot more of Detroit Lions, more than anything else. Now in the BCS tournament for the B- the BCS Bowls. Now I do I I do want people to say I want people to hear that I do think that Michigan is playing very well. I think this is not the same team that played against Georgia last year. I think they're a lot better established with with the receivers and the running game. And I really do think their that their quarterback is probably like fifty percent better at least. I can't say 100% or 75%, but I will say that Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, is is playing very well. I will say, I also will say that Mr. Dobbin and Edwards, the running back, is like basically what Ohio State has had for the last 10 years type of running back. He's long, he's lanky, he's, he's very strong. And people always say, what about Corum? Well, we lost him to an injury, a knee injury. He had a knee surgery this last past week, and I wish him well. Now, I know he'll be back next year. But Corum is a typical Michigan quarterback. Shorter. He can run through the holes. And he's got essentially good speed. But with Edwards, he's long, lanky, and he's a lot faster. And he's more muscular. Now, muscular, I mean by size, not by by height and size, not just being 5'7", five, 5'9", five, like Mr. Kuram is, or six feet tall. And, but what Michigan really needs to really do against, against TCU is they need to have a fast start. But they need 
to keep scoring points almost every possession in the first half of the game. I would not I would not rely on your second half point spread or sprout that they do in the second half like they did it to Ohio State and to Purdue. I think they really need a good start. They need at least score, I would say they would at least need to score two touchdowns and a field goal at least in the first half against TCU. TCU barely lost to Kent State. I I just I really think that game watching that TCU Kent State game gave TCU the most happiness opportunity being in BCS bowl games. I really do. Do I, am I happy about Ohio State being in a bowl game? Hell no. They lost to Michigan. Why the hell should they even be part of the bowl game? Seriously. And people that well they lost to Michigan and give them some credentials. Yeah, but USA but US USC lost. They should still be in it. I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of Ohio State. I think they get way too much credit for something that they can't win. They get their asses kicked all the time during big games. Now, I really do that. I really do think that 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 Georgia is going to win it all. And people say this to me. Well, you're a Michigan fan. How would you even dare to say that? Let me tell you why. First of all, when Georgia plays Ohio State, I don't think I don't think Ohio State's offense is even close to Georgia's offense. I think that that game in itself for Georgia, if they can keep Strahd in the pocket, they're gonna have a lot of problems. They're they're gonna have awesome situation. And you gotta remember Strahd is a very inexperienced quarterback. And that's fine. And he's young for Ohio State. But I think that Georgia has this kind of like this locomotive train going that their defense is super strong. Their offense is essentially good. Do I think that their quarterback is really great from no, I don't know. I don't think he's that great. But that's just my opinion. Do I think that the Detroit Lions will probably draft him? Probably. Which is ironic because I think Matthew Stafford came from Georgia. I think. I really don't know. I really can't tell you. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert when I say about football. But... Watching him, he's watching the Georgia's quarterback. He's very disciplined, very good at his A, B, and C's to Z's. But I do think that Michigan is going to be have Michigan should be able to to keep up with TCU. I think TCU with the game that they had against Kent State, they'll be well prepared. But I think that Michigan will have to 
be the first half team and still be the second half team. I really do. I just I just think that Michigan can now wait for the second half to get started or to start running great plays. I think they have to be really aggressive. I think Edwards is going to have to be aggressive. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be very aggressive with throwing the ball to the tight ends and to Colston, uh, to uh, Mr. Cornelius Johnson. I think Cornelius Johnson is going to have to have a phenomenal game against TCU. You know what's going to be weird? If that if Georgia loses to Ohio State and Michigan beats TCU, it's going to be a flip-flop moment for the Big Ten. And I really don't want that. Well, you know what? It's Michigan's year. It really, I feel like it could be Michigan's year if, if, if Ohio State beats Georgia. I think that's the best scenario for Michigan to win. People say, well, yeah, but the second time around, you would assume that Ohio State would have Michigan's number, but not necessary. I think we just have an upper hand. We even have a better coaching staff, which is amazing to say this. And then I'm a Michigan fan. I'm more critical about Michigan. But I do think, I do think that, I do think that, I do think that Michigan has a very good opportunity to win at all, if they can get through TCU, and if, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I hope they do, I hope they do, so I think I'm going to talk about, the second thing I'm going to talk about is the uh, Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions are now 5-7, and seven and just beat the Jaguars, and Jaguars have that Lawrence guy that, from Clemson, second year, uh, Kids are phenomenal, very consistent. They came back last week to be the Baltimore Ravens, which is John Jim Harbaugh's older brother. But you know what? Detroit. What can I say about Detroit? First of all, I want to say this. I think it takes a lot of balls for Dan Campbell to fire one of his coaching staff in the middle of the year. Now, most coaching for Detroit, most times they fire people at the end of the year and we clean slate everyone out. That's basically one-on-one Detroit. They do that a lot. They wait till the end of the year and then they wipe out the whole coaching staff and they start all over. Well, this, well the GM for Detroit and the head coach of Detroit, it took, it took a lot of balls to fire somebody in the beginning, of, in the middle of the year, and you know what they've done better? They've done better at studying film. They've done better at the defense of defensive backs and cornerbacks and the safeties. People, the players seem to know where they're supposed to be, how to defend passes, who are they defending. Remember that. Defense isn't always about interceptions. Defense isn't about being tough. Everyone's tough. Sometimes being sometimes as a defensive coordinator, you have to or a defensive coach, you have to teach your players who are you playing against? What is that opponent gonna do? What is that wide receiver really good at? What he's not good at? 
What are they not good at running game? Do they love to run between the tackles? Or do they love running outside the tackles? Do they love to run the, run the passing route to the running backs or into the backfield? Or do they love throwing the bombs and get you off hinges and then your safeties and cornerbacks are loopy-loop, can't figure out where their wide receiver's at? But the number one thing I've seen very well for Detroit is that their safeties and cornerbacks are playing very well. And you know what happens when the safeties and cornerbacks play very well? You make the defense line guys' life 100% easier. That means they can actually get into the backfield, not, not making bad, bad false starts or, 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 or jumping over the line. They're actually getting to the quarterback and sacking them. They're, if the safeties and the defense end guys do their job, the defense line guys, make, that makes their job easier. Vice versa. If the defense line guys can get in the backfield, you make it a lot easier for the safeties and the cornerbacks and D-backs. It is. And then the job of the linebackers is to, is, to, is, is to make a play call based on what they see of the, uh, of the players who are on the field for the offense, and then they make the play call, and then, make it, and then they wrap the players up. The linebacker's job is to clean up something that the defense line can't get to. And then the safeties and quarterbacks are there to clean up after the linebackers. It's just what it is. So do a, I think people need to give Dan Campbell, and it took me a long time to give Dan Campbell credit. Dan Campbell, when he first started, when I saw that interview, I thought it was a joke. I thought that he's got this super macho Randy Savage thing going. He kind of reminded me of Jesse Ventura in the early 80s, late 70s, and a uh, WWF guy. Just like, just really weird, macho weirdness. And then you had Randy Savage, who made a light of things that made him look more cool and funny. And that's what I got out of it. So when I saw Dan Campbell, I gave him a lot of shit. And everyone's telling me, oh, I love this guy. Why? Because he talks tough? One of the things I love about Dan Campbell is that he gave up that macho man Randy Savage image. He gave up that super macho shit. He's now coaching the team. He's actually, one of the worst things about Dan Campbell at the moment was this. He went for fourth down and 100 times in a row, and he never made the first down. You know what he's doing now? He's taking the points. He, I give him credit for taking points. Sometimes it's better to get three points than no points. Just because the algorithm and the stats say to go down, to go on fourth and one and fourth and two or fourth and five, based on where you're on the field, you still shouldn't do that. Just because every team's doing it doesn't mean it works for your team. 
You're putting too much pressure. I know that Belichick and I know Seattle does that and and the Patriots do that and it works. And when you have a team like Buffalo Bills, it works. And it's I'm telling you, Dan Campbell, it's gonna work for you next year when your team is more is better. And when I mean better, people are like, well, they are better. No, they are. But when they come back next year, they'll have that sense of confidence. Do I do think that Detroit Lions could could be, win three more games at least. They got the Panthers. They got the Vikings. Now, the Vikings, they have a good chance. They have the Bears. And I think they also have the Jets and the Packers. Now, I know they can be the Jets, and I know that they can be the, the Packers because the Packers, I mean, if you can stop the running game, you're going you're gonna to be golden. You're going to be golden. If you can run, if you can stop the running back, the running game for, for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a lot of confidence in his wide, wide receivers, and his wide receivers, isn't that, they're, they're just not that good. But I really do, based on the defense, the Detroit Lions have got a lot better. They can actually win that game. Detroit could win. If Detroit wins the next three games, eight and eight, they could be a wild card. If they win the next five games, they'll be nine and seven, and they really could be a wild card game. But it takes time. It really does take time. I really think that it could happen. Now, I want people to to realize that I'm going to go back to about this being disabled. And well, I have a form of cerebral palsy, and when I created this page or this podcast, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I still don't know what I'm doing. I have maybe three or four or five listeners at a time, but eventually I hope I get more. But I really did this so that I have a way to express myself. Oh, my goodness, there's my man, Pollard, Pollard. I need Pollard to to give me at least 15 and 20 more points. At least 15 points so I'd be winning in my fantasy football league. I am pre- presently watching the Indianapolis Colts against the Dallas Cowboys. Not a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I have Pollard on my team. So I need him to score me points. I need points, people. Points. So, but I did create this page. I did create this page so that there's an avenue for men who are not scientists or doctors with amateur, they have their leg cut off. I feel like a lot of people who are very successful, who create a podcast, who are disabled, people would like to listen to them. But I'm an average disabled guy with some form of cerebral palsy or stroke, 
and I want people to 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 uh, to understand that I have a voice, and we all have voices. Men who are disabled are left aside to never ever associate themselves with anything or anything that other people talk about. So I am very I am very fortunate that I'm able to express my thoughts and ideas with you guys and gals out there. And if you have anyone out there who's disabled, who likes sports, here I am. I'm here for you. Anyone that talks about politics, I do that too. Anyone that talks about life, I talk that about that too. So if you like this podcast, it is only a 20-minute long podcast. Please follow me. Subscribe to my page. Give me criticism, bad or good. I don't care. I really don't care. But I want to listen to it. I want to hear it. I want to know what you listen to. I want to know what you want me to talk about. So thank you for listening to my podcast. This is the Crazy Dre podcast show. Andre's podcast, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett. You can find me on Spotify and and Apple Podcasts. I am through Buzzsprout, a distribution center to to share my podcast with. And uh, if you want to email me, let me know what's going on. Crazy Dre Podcast Show at gmail.com. Peace and love. I'm out.